0: Welcome to Autism for Badass Moms, the podcast for moms who are ready to reclaim their power and unleash their inner badass. I am Rashida Cartwright, your host, and like you, I am a mom of children living with autism. Together we will redefine what it means to be a mom raising children with autism, one badass step at a time. Ready to defy expectations, shatter glass ceilings, let us equip you with the tools and knowledge you will need to overcome life's challenges. So join us on this empowering journey to becoming a true badass mom fierce, determined, and courageous. Well, hello, badasses. Welcome back to another episode of Autism for Badass Moms. I'm your host, Rashida. And listen, I have a treat for you today. We have a wonderful guest here to talk about the unspoken truth, navigating emotions as an autism mom. And so before we get into her story, I just want to tell you a little bit about her. She's a dedicated mother to her incredible son, Roman. Tracy is a seasoned 30 year old educator, entrepreneur, and passionate advocate for children. Tracy resides in Little Elm, Texas with her only son, who is a verbal eighteen year old diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half years old. Roman grew up thriving, but suddenly there was a shift change. Like some moms, she had a feeling something was not quite right, and her son started to regress. She then had this aha moment after watching an episode of Larry King's show, which had guests Jenny McCarthy and Holly Robinson pete and she heard the word autism. It has not been an easy journey, and again, like most autism moms, there are an array of emotions. Roman was always cool, collective child, but as he hit his preteen years, that's when the meltdown started. Now that Roman is 18, Tracy has been going through even more with him throughout his teen years. She understands what it feels like to want to hide your true feelings, but is here to say, it's okay to feel what you feel. After she had a stroke in November 2015, she was diagnosed with progressive MS, but this never stopped her will to continue her mission. Inspired by her only son, She founded a boutique STEAM school for children for all learning abilities seven years ago. Beyond the classroom, she actively guides parents in understanding their children's learning style, empowering them to be staunch advocates for their children's education and life journey. With a central focus of nurturing children to find their voice, she champions their right to influence their educational and life journey. Fostering a community where every child can thrive. Tracy's greatest joy is traveling this life with her son, Roman. So, Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, I absolutely love you. Um, I oh, think we, you. I do. I do. Uh, you, And again, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners, but you do such amazing things. So um, before we get into that, I just want you to just kind of talk about your journey with autism. Okay.
1: Wow. Okay, so I'll do this without being so (laughs) (laughs) long-winded. Fair warning to the audience. Um, Well, it started with my, I will say, you know, my very first has to be teaching. And I discovered this after. Um, My last year of teaching, I was carrying my child, getting Randy to go into um, maternity leave. And I had this certain student, bless his heart, he, we just was having a lot of issues. And... I shouldn't laugh but when I would leave he would just beat the heck out of everybody okay and everybody was just like what are you doing that he's not doing this when you're going when you're here I'm like I don't know I'm just maneuvering and just working it out and they're like oh my god every time you leave this kid is beating up everybody and so it's like okay let me talk to him so you know it's, it's talking and working with the parents and (laughs) <laughs> trying to do what I now know are supports inside the classroom. Okay. And I was getting ready to go on maternity leave and I happened to have a doctor's appointment and he he hit a kid and, and he hurt the kid. And I remember my director coming in and say, Tracy, we, we got to talk. We got to talk about this kid because this isn't working. So all this time I'm working with the district and I'm working with our area director and just like, please just give me a chance something's there you know we just have to get everybody else on board with it right and they were like, we're like we can't do it cuz this parent is angry and he keeps hitting this kid and now he's hurt this kid we we got to do something he's got to leave and we had the the meeting with the parents and let them go and i was just broken hearted and i found out after a meeting with the parents in the hall well, with the mother i should say in the hallway and she was telling me about what's going on at home there was just a lot of issues one of them she was being abused and the other was he was t- autistic and she's like you're the only one that was really patient with him and she just started crying and it broke my heart and i said i wish there was more i could do i gotta go on leave i gotta have this baby um I said i wish i could stop it from happening and and try and get everybody on board but it's really hard
0: right
1: she said no you know i understand just thank you because you know this is the one place that he stood for the longest and you you stuck it out with him so after that happened had my baby went back into the industry um which is early childhood education by the way um I was an assistant director and an area trainer, and I was watching my baby. He was thriving. He was doing really well. Um, this amazing early toddler teacher had him on the potty. <laughs> 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 I did, honey, but thank you. Um, she had him drinking out of a cup at one and a half. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. And our school closed. We had to move to another location. Things started slipping. And he started regressing. I was like, oh, well, you know what? He's out of the taller room. This is a bigger room now, two-year-olds. It's a larger class. Um, He just needs to kind of get a chance to warm up, you know? Things just kept slipping, slipping. I was like, I'm not feeling this. Something's off. Um, And I'm like, it could be the teacher, but the teacher's very loving. His old teacher traveled with us, so sometimes I would let him go into her room. Right. There's still things were just there, you know, it just it just wasn't it wasn't my baby. And I pulled him out and I talked to my husband. I said, something's going on. I can't tell you what it is,
0: but it wasn't doing A, B and C. So, Tracy, were you thinking? And, I'm sorry to cut you off. Were you no, thinking at that time that maybe something with the school because he was doing all these wonderful things that made Yeah, me-
1: I I really thought it was the ratios because in that industry, our ratios are high. They just are. And um, I just knew that kind of what, the, I knew that's what it was. You know, sometimes he was getting bullied. Sometimes he was getting bit. That wasn't the environment he was in any other classroom. It was a smaller setting. And so I was like, there's just lots of new things going on. And I think it just kind of, freaked him out was what I'm thinking. So I remember sitting down with my husband going, I know this is probably not our plan, but I need to pull him out for a little bit. We need to regroup. And he wasn't crazy about it. <laughs> it was, it was a lot, it was a lot of backlash for it. And I was like, I don't care. There's something going on and I got to pull him out. You just got to trust me on this. And I remember I was in the bedroom folding clothes Larry King was on and he was mentioning his guests. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Holly Robinson Pete. I was like, oh, it's Holly Robinson. Yes. Nice. We'd you know, and it's like, oh, cool. And then it was Jenny McCarthy, which I had all of her books through pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh, this is cool. Yay. So I'm just watching. And so they're they're talking about the autism. Came up, so I was like, oh, okay. So I'm listening to each of their stories. And I remember just sitting down with this pile of towels in my hand listening. And this light was like, my kid has autism and i just kind of sat there and let, let you know finished watching the the show and i just sat there for a moment i was like okay tracy your kid has autism what am i going to do
0: so you're sitting so just, there you're sitting there uh-huh. you know watching your show got your two favorite yep. people on there and then mm-hmm. the word autism comes out so yeah. was it that it was just something clicked at that moment Each little story
1: and each little thing I was pulling from each one of their stories. Yeah. Roman does that. Yeah. Roman does that. Huh? It's like, okay. Okay. And I'm just listening to things that they were doing. Um, I was like, okay, that makes sense. I said that kind of makes sense to me. I need to, you know, figure this out and, you know, figure out which direction I need to go to with this. And I remember, Going in there in here into the living room, and my husband was on the computer, my son was playing around, and I was like, Hey, I think Roman has autism. And he just kind of looks at me like, You've lost your mind.
0: So he's like, wait, that, so Tracy decides Let, I'm taking Roman out of this school. Yeah. And now Tracy's saying our child is diagnosed with autism. And he has. I'm now a doctor. Yeah. Hey, it's just like, you know, and that's how he's just looking
1: at me. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, I think Roman has autism. I think, I think we need to um, find somebody and what we need to do to get him tested. But I really think that's what it is. He's like, I don't think that's what's going on. I said, like, no, you know, I'm watching this and I know this isn't Roman per se. I was like, but some of the things that they were saying, Roman does. And as he's as we're talking about this, <laughs> he would steal everyone's shoes and line them up on my pony wall mm. that I have here. I just line them up, and we were just, oh, it's so cute! It's like a train because he loves trains. Yes. And I remember that's one of the things they were saying, and I was like, look, he he lines up his shoes, and I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Ginny or Holly who said their child did that. I was like, and he, and that's what their child did. He was like, it's like, he's just lining up shoes. You know, Tracy, come on. I'm like, no, I'm going to get him tested because something's going on. Everything that he was, he was growing and hitting every milestone. And now it's, it's backing away. We got to figure out what's going on. And so he's just like, whatever, just do whatever you want, but okay. (laughs) Okay. And it was really tense because it was like, great, my wife is losing her mind. And now she's pulled my child out of this job and she's quit her job. And now she's saying our child is auto- has autism.
0: And I can't imagine. I didn't care. Did you feel lonely at that time?
1: I was angry. At that time. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. I was. I was angry because it's like, the heck? I'm Just try and get on board and say, okay, you know, pacify me a little bit. Okay, fine. We'll take him to the doctor. We'll do whatever we need to do, Tracy. But it it wasn't that. It was just like, this is silly. He doesn't have autism. You've listened to these two actresses. And now you've diagnosed our child. This is just ridiculous. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to find out what's going on with my kid. And um, I just started Googling stuff. It's like, okay, I don't know anybody whose child is on the spectrum, but I'm just going to Google. I reached out. I was on Facebook, so I reached out and was asking, hey, does anybody know any groups that um, I could get on about autism? So everyone started shooting me out these groups, and I would get on and like, hey, can anybody kind of point me to where I can get my child tested for autism? And it was just (laughs) well you can go here but my doctor's very busy or you can go here but it's there's a wait list and so it's just it was this push like i don't want to share my information right. because you know god forbid he take my child and jump dump you it's like there was this crazy thing and then i found which i know is like everyone's oh but i found autism speaks and i found the chapter here in dallas hmm And I know everyone has their thing about them, but they were literally the only ones. I remember, and we're still actually friends, and we talked for an hour on the phone. And I said, this is the deal. I've talked to a lot of people, Easter Seals, everybody. No one wants to help me. And I feel like this is like the sorority group that no one wants to let anybody else in. I just want to help my kid. And it was the director and the assistant director. And she was like, let's let's go to lunch. Can you go to lunch? Do you, do you mind, you know? I said, like, yes, let's do that. Took my boy. We went to lunch and went to La Madeline's. I remember the whole day. And I was just like, I just need some help, period, period. I was like, that's what I do. I'm an educator. I don't have time to fall out. I just want to help my kid. Can you help me help my kid? Yeah, we can do that. We've got some people we can we can point you to. I was like, thank you. That's all I needed. I don't need anybody else. I don't want to try to keep any spot. I just want to help for my kid. And our relationship grew. And I worked for them for the longest time. I was on the board um, and did walks. And they were the ones who really, truly held my
0: hand Through the process.
1: And I will never forget it. And I never not say it. And I get everyone's had their issues with them. For me, issues are with nonprofit anyway. So it is what it is. But, but these two women helped me.
0: But they were there for you.
1: They were there for me and held my hand, asked the questions, pointed me to who could help. Um, and that's all I needed. I didn't need any buddies right now. I just needed to know what names, who to go to, and what to do. And I started with the ECI program, and uh, which I knew from working in early childhood education. I could, I would see people come in and help certain children, and I reached out to them, got our appointment with them, um, did the evaluation, did everything with them, and I remember the lady saying. I I don't want to give you a definite because that's not what we do, but there could be some things there. She's like, he's verbal. I said, yeah. She's like, he knows all of his letters. I said, yes, he knows all of his his numbers. That's yeah. She's like, he's just, he's very interactive. He likes talking to people. He likes playing. She's like, but I can see that. I can tell what you're saying. There's just something there. I said, yes. I was like, I can't point to it, but there's something there. She said, I agree. And so she said, well you know, we could go the route of this school district. And so, again, I don't know anything. So I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And she's like, you know, you set up the appointment. This is what you do. This is the process that you go through. We went through that process, drug the husband along. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, we're coming to this. <laughs> listen, <laughs> so, t- t- you know, play along, pretend like you want to play along. Got into the meeting and they told us about the process so if he is diagnosed this is what we do um and so we set up the appointment for the evaluation we left he still is just like this is such a waste of time took him in i took him in it's about an hour hour and a half they were with him um we got results back in a couple of days and we came back in and you know they set the papers down and there was a group of them and They're like, okay, well, um, he does have autism. I said, okay. And so I remember my husband just kind of just being like, well, ex-husband, um, being just kind of like, hmm. I just kind of just made this kind of look and was just like, okay. And so I said, what do we do? That's it. You know, because they were like, you know, is it? I said, like, what do we do? What <laughs> do need to know what we do. So Where Tracy, do we go? So
0: Tracy, you went right into action mode because this was something that you suspected mm-hmm. all along. It was just, I don't want to, I don't, I don't
1: want to break down. I want to help. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. It just means for me, it was like, I need to know what's going on. Show me what to do. Tell me what to do. What do I do now? And so they introduced the PPCD program, which is for preschool kids um, in the public school. And I was like, okay. It's like, he's never really been in any settings except for me with work. Tell me how this goes. And so, well, you know, there's the bus, you can take them. And I was like, Oh God. Okay. I was like, so how old is this? What do we do? He's like, well, when he hits three, so in August, you know, we'll start this program. I was like, so my baby's going to be three years old in, in elementary school. Yes, I was like all day because I don't think that's going to work. No. So then it's totally different now. But they had two different programs: a morning program, an afternoon program. We mm-hmm. pick morning, and I didn't want the bus because I don't want my baby on the bus. But then my baby started seeing buses just from the schools, and he just loved the bus. He loves the bus. And I was like, maybe I should let him get on the darn bus. Got on, I was checking, you know, checking around, make sure it was safe. They had the the car seats for the babies and the bus would pull up and he would lose his mind. He was so excited to get on this darn bus. Mom of the bus, mom of the bus. All about that bus. Okay, baby, we're going to, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to freak out. You're not freaking out. Let's do this. And he got on the bus. He's so excited. And I would always ask him, please put him by the window to my house so I could wave at him. He said, just... <laughs> 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 you know, his hands and jazz hands like, I'm gonna go to school. And, you know, I went, I let my baby do it. And it was hard. Right. It was hard for controlling reasons. <laughs> It was hard because this was a new experience. Um, But I I didn't want to stop him because he was so excited. And I let it happen. PPCD was okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So his three and four year old time was okay. And then during that time, I found out my baby had, which I gave to him honestly, ADHD. And so it was a battle. So then we were introduced to medications. Again, another road I've never been on. I've never really had a student on it. I've had kids who were, but never on medication. So again, I trusted, it was like, okay, you're a professional, I'm gonna give it a try. We're gonna try this. And it was horrible. It made him angry and he had rages and his tiny little three-year-old self literally shook the door off the hinges to his room. Mm. I said, that's a no, (laughs) we'll take him off of medication because no, a little kid shouldn't be able to do this on this medication and I'll have to work that out. I'm an educator, I'll figure it out. Um, So that early years were kind of hard. The teacher was just, like, he just runs around everywhere. I'm like, that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um he <laughs> was like, you're what are, you, what are you talking about? You know what to do? It's a classroom. I set up some things for him. So I'm just like, why is it hard? This is what this program is for.
0: So, and, you know, so he, he had got the second diagnosis and uh-huh. again, having to navigate. The behaviors that flow yeah. along with the ADHD. Yeah. And then I know um, you've talked about the preteens happening. Yeah. What was that like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the preteens. Oh, my God. Um, you know what? I'm going to. <sighs> Roman is a kid, and everyone's just, and you hate hearing people say the whole, well, they don't look like they have autism. And I would get from his teachers, he doesn't really act like he has autism sometimes. So I'm like, I don't know what that means, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. And so they're just like, no, he's just very chilled, and he doesn't really have um, any kind of. Uh, sensory issues or things like that. It's just you know the the ADHD. I said. Like, so what, are you saying that he, he may not be? Like, no, no, no. We're just saying it's really hard sometimes when we're doing you know OT or doing speech with him because um, he's very kind of
0: flip flop and <laughs> and it was. It sounds like it wasn't. He, it wasn't overt. You, yeah, yeah. It just was. <sighs> I kind of think, well,
1: I'm just going to say it. My kid is shady. I mean, he is. He can can smell blood. (laughs) It's like (laughs) a shark. And if you have a little bit of ounce of weakness, he will milk that for everything it's worth. And so once he entered into kindergarten, amazing group of people. um, Loved on our kids, was really great with our kids, very intent with our kids, with the academics and the life skills. And but he had him wrapped around his finger as well. And so it was almost like he was like the singing frog. So if you're not, I've just dated myself, but it was an old Warner Brothers cartoon about this frog. And the magician found this frog. And when they were alone, the the, the frog would sing. So the magician was like, oh, I'm gonna make some money off of this. Mm-hmm. So he would put, you know, go out in the street with his frog and the frog would just sit there. <laughs> just wouldn't say anything. But when they got home, he's like, why aren't you, are you singing? He's just like, hello, my darling. And he's just oh, starts yes, singing. Yes, 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 yes. That was my child. That is still my child. And people thought he was nonverbal for the longest time. I'm like, no, my kid can talk. Was like, no, he talks. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, no, honey, he talks. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not so blinded person. I was like, he, he literally talks. It's like, he talks at home. He talks to some of his friends. I was like, he talks. And so I remember his teacher, we heard him talk. I was like, oh, you did? And they're like, yes, we heard him over there with a friend and we heard him talk. I didn't say, I told you Said I said, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you got a chance to see that in him. They were like, my gosh, we didn't know. And he has this little voice and he's
0: just, I was like. "Mm -hmm." And it must have been a challenge uh, with other individuals telling you that "Mm, we're not too sure if he has autism because he's not acting in a way that we would think is typical of a child with Mm -hmm. autism. Yeah. so I wanted to get into how... All of this affected you emotionally, right? Because you, it, right off the bat, you mm-hmm. started in that action mode. What we got to do, yeah. what, and and I'm sure that educator role helped. You yeah. know, got you in that mode. But what was the um, emotional journey like for you?
1: I was, I was, I was pretty chilled with it. That sounds crazy. And when I talked to some of my parents that I helped. And they asked me were you devastated did you mourn i said no all i wanted to do is make sure he had everything he needed for his life that's it um and i think i was that way because of my childhood um i was diagnosed with adhd very late in life okay and always been that why can't that child? i i was Roman was me, could not sit down to pay, you paid me. I couldn't sit in a chair. And I just remember even family, what is wrong with her? Why can't you sit still? Why can't you be still? I just was just, it was, it was just not the best experience. And I remember, I don't want that for my kid. And that's all I could think about because I knew my experience. I knew how I was growing up and I didn't want anybody to treat my kid like that. And that is literally all I thought about. No one is going to treat my kid. Like I was treated. No one's going to say he's bad. No one's going to say he's hard headed. No one's going to say she's just, you know, he's into stuff all Mm -hmm. the time and who knows what this child's going to, all the stuff that I heard. Right. Is everything I knew I didn't want for my kid. So that, is always, was always present with me. So it wasn't sadness. It was, this is what God gave me. And for me, having Roman in general was like a huge gift. And I try to explain that in a way, like the way my life was before him, having him was was major for me because it it it's... There was a trust trust there that was overwhelming for me and a trust that I'm giving you this child, a trust that I'm actually letting carry this child, a trust of I'm now giving you this child with autism and I'm trusting you with this child. So for me, it wasn't mourning of what could be or what he could have been it was. This is all a gift because I'm trusting you with this child that has this,
0: Tracy. That is so powerful.
1: It's. It was huge for me, and I. And I understand. There's a lot of people. You know, we, we have our different faiths, and for me, this was huge. That I was. That I was given this because there were days where I would be in my laundry room, like, "Are you sure you made the right choice?" <laughs> because I think I suck at this. <laughs> it's like there were. I'm just going to tell a story. And it is going to be what it is. I was doing what I usually do, have my laundry, listening to music in the bedroom. I assumed <laughs> that my child was with his father. He was not. As I, he comes out, where's Roman? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, Where did he go? And the laundry room was open. We opened, we opened the laundry room. There he was, is giggling. He had the liquid detergent pouring over his head, just having the best time of his life. I was like, oh my God, why did you give me this child? <laughs> it's like You see what's happening, this child's literally pouring liquid detergent over his head. And I'm oblivious, folding clothes, thinking that he's with his dad. I'm like, are you sure? My thing wasn't anything about my baby. Mine was always, and still is sometimes, are you sure you made the right decision? I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm, am I taking him to the right things? Do I have the right um, therapist for him? It was never about my son. My son to me was, <laughs> he was fine. It was me that needed to get my stuff together because it was like,
0: I don't know. So when you would question yourself, mm-hmm. did it bring up any feelings of anxiety about making those decisions? Because they're tough decisions.
1: Oh, yeah. I was second guessing all the time, all the time. Because I think just being a mom in general um, and you see other moms doing all these things and you're just like, how come I don't do those things? And you're always comparing yourself anyway. You just are. And Roman started walking late I remember just feeling so self-conscious about that. Feeling like, what did I not teach my kid? What did I not teach my kid? No, 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 Tracy. Remember, kids learn differently. Kids learn differently. <laughs> no, I just have to say that to myself. No, 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 no. You could you're doing okay. You know, kids learn differently. And sure enough, we came back from a Thanksgiving trip. He just got up and started walking, like, hey, how you doing? And just started walking. And so it's like, okay, okay, see, yeah. It's <laughs> they'll do it in their own time. And so it's just this mind game. I would play with myself. I still play with myself and just, I see people with kids my age and I'm just like, am I doing something wrong? Maybe I should be doing what they're doing. No, because what if he doesn't like it? It's just this constant game for me. And it's never about, Oh my poor kid It's but, it's like, I need to get myself together because this kid's probably like, What's what's going on? Are you done? Let's go. How, how do you <laughs> get yourself met- <up> together?
0: <laughs> and I think that is something that a lot of moms can relate to, that questioning because there's so many decisions we have to make on a day-to-day basis, hour to hour, about yes. our child yes. and the treatments yes. and the yes. if I'm gone kind of what's gonna happen next.
1: That part.
0: Yeah. I mean.
1: The emotions are just wicked crazy. It's you can go from, and again, it's not really a, a my son's name's Roman Roman based thing. It's always me. It's like I just I get mad, and I get mad about um, longevity. I get mad because of my own health stuff. I get mad at the world around them, and I think what centers me is this kid. Roman goes through life. I've never seen a person go to bed smiling and wake up smiling. Mm-hmm. He is truly a child that just lives. He lives to torture his mom (laughs) 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 with all of his wonderful teenageness. (laughs) He just loves life. And that's what kind of pulls me back in is he just wakes up, hi, mama. And it's like, hey, buddy. And he just, you know, does his thing. And you're just like, okay. Okay. So that that grounds you. It grounds me. And you know, it's just he and I now. And it's it's an interesting journey to where now, you know, he's he's full on teen I say teenager. I know a lot of people say, No, he's eighteen, he's he's an adult. But you're not, you're not, you're not. <laughs> it's like you're still a teenager. Um, you still have lots of growing to do. And when Roman hit sixteen, it was a whole nother world. <laughs> So he was completely out of that adorable Chucky little cheesy face and sweet and um, just lovey dovey. He he was growing into himself, and every milestone he was hitting, I was celebrating. Even the cheeky ones. It's just you know now he wants to talk back, you know, and you know he's got a feeling I don't want to do it. <laughs> you can't make me do it, and so. <sighs> You know there's that thing like, you know what? <laughs> but at the same time, oh my gosh, he's getting that connection and saying, no, you know, right. I don't want to do this. And right. understanding these situations, I have choices, and i'm I don't want to do that right now. And so this is this between sixteen and now has just been really it's it's been that that traditional like, oh, I have a teenager in the house. Oh, yeah, he still has autism. Um, because I always joke that Roman's teenager overrides the autism a lot because mm. <laughs> it's like it's just this voice and his, the voice is low now and he's just very de- independent and I don't feel like doing that you do it mama and you can't tell me what to do and I'm not gonna do it and his favorite thing is no and folds his legs and turns his head I'm not and it's like I'm gonna put you out <laughs> Like you're like, yeah, you, you, you don't have to go. <laughs> you gotta go, man. And now it's just like I think you need to have a job. I don't want that job. I, I think you need a job. You're 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 literally eating me out of house and home and you're expensive and I need you to have a job. No, nope, I'm not gonna do it.
0: <laughs> you know, Tracy, can I can I say something? One thing I observed yeah. through this interview is the the humor. Yeah. That you can just laugh at, just the things that again the teenage years are out of control, and I get that. I feel like that too. Of when you can get that JLB. but where does that come from? Despite everything, I I I honestly think it's
1: it. I think it's how I deal with stuff. Um my best friend and I are the same way when it comes to things like that. We, I think if people really listen to our conversations, I would think you guys are the most morbid people. Ever seen. Because the things that we laugh about, it's like, it's not laughable, but it's just like, really? You know, it's like, is this really happening in the moments? And um, that is just how I, I carry through life. Cause it's like, if you don't, I don't know what the alternative would be. And it's always just been natural for me through any situation. Um, you know, I lost, I lost my mom in 18. And so it took me a while to get out of that stage, but. There was always these, this weird little humor things in it that I would remember. It's like, Oh my gosh. Cause I always tell people, you know, Friendships and families break up weddings and funerals because we just lose our minds at both. And so I I think that's kind of where it came from and how I had to deal with those certain situations. And even with my sister, because we'd be like, why are you fighting about this? You do know somebody died, right? (laughs) Like, we're like, what are we doing here? So I think that's a lot where it came from is to just kind of heal. Okay. um, And put something in that. So I'm not really dwelling on this part that my mom is gone um and I think it's the same with Roman I mean Roman's is living life and he'll just kind of look at you like what is your problem because there's sometimes I just need to break down and I'll just be crying He's like what are you crying for mama <laughs> like well Roman I'm just kind of sad what are you sad for mama
0: I don't know honey
1: I'm just a little sad
0: do you ever okay. hold in those feelings? Because you said breakdown. Do you, do you?
1: Not anymore. I think once I hit this age, I don't. <laughs> it's like, what's what am I hiding it for now? Um, no, I don't. Because I, I want Roman to see those things. Because he's he's really starting to understand those feelings. And um that's an exciting thing for me because he's really understanding like when he's watching a movie, he could crack up and just be in tears. And that's so funny. And then if he sees a sad scene, that's really sad. This, you know, this person did that, whatever it is, and he's able to actually describe it. And so I try not to hide those things from him so he can understand his feelings and other people's feelings. Um, so, no, not anymore. I mean, he's seen mommy be angry, raging, crying, happy. He's seen all of those things. And I tell you, mommy was really mad when that happened. And I, and yeah.
0: At the point yeah. where you were holding those, and that is common, holding those mm-hmm. feelings inside, mm-hmm. what do you feel it was doing to you?
1: You know what? I got really good at it because that's just kind of how I grew up with all this stuff. And <laughs> my therapist highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's time to unlock those boxes. It's just like, you know, it's time to unlock those doors. I got really good at a young age, burying things and can lock a door. As I've gotten older, there's memories of popping back to me. Um, so now I'm like, like you know, screw it, let's get it out, let's, let's, let's cry, let's do where we need to. And as Roman got older, I felt more comfortable to show those feelings anyway with him, because I knew he wasn't gonna judge me. And sometimes he'd be like, it's okay, mommy. And sometimes he'd be like, okay, and walk away, <laughs> and go do his thing. And he, it was just that one that you could just be that way with. You know, he's just a very cool, chilled boy. And it's been easier and easier for me to reveal all of mommy.
0: So he allows just mom. He allows you that space to be vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He allows me to be mommy and be Tracy, you know, and show all those emotions and Um, I think it's really, really a good space for me to be in, um, because some of the emotions that I felt there, I didn't have a whole lot of people I could talk to them about. So if I was angry at something Roman did, I didn't want to share it unless I shared it with my best friend who was also a mom and our kids are kind of in this staircase and I could go to her and feel okay with Oh, I was so mad when he threw that or he broke that thing. And I was just, Oh, and she's, I know. And we just share. And I felt safe to share those feelings and not be, well, he has autism. How could you feel that way? He's still a flipping child (laughs) and he broke this. It's like, what do you mean? And I always had to pick and choose who I shared that stuff with. And it was hard because it was like, well, great. I can't share this with you because now you think I'm a horrible mom because I'm mad at my child because of something he did. Or I got onto him and you thought maybe I shouldn't have gone on to him that way because he has autism. So therefore, I should have just coddled him and did, oh, baby, no. Because I know my kid and I'm a kid. If you call me, sweet, I'm gonna keep doing this because you're not Mm -hmm. going to demand me. So I'm gonna keep milking this. So it's like, I didn't know how to share things. And it wasn't until Roman was in the sixth grade, I met two amazing women. Roman's buddy who had been with him since PPCD program, but we just, parent wise, we did, oh, hey, how are you doing? never connected and then there was a child who was a year ahead of our kids and we just happened to meet in the parking lot and there's some stuff going on at the school we weren't crazy about we just happened to be like hey did you notice this and we just kind of were chatting and just would chat every day and suddenly we were just like let's go have coffee and from there we had the most deep incredible conversation and i knew in the back of my head i was like I always want to hold this space for all moms because we were sitting around in this little triangle. We were like holding each other's hand. <laughs> I remember one of them was like, my kid pissed me off today. <laughs> I'm trying to get him out to school. He did something. She's like, I just wanted to shake him what are you doing? We're going to be late. Move. And we just started laughing. We were like, yes, what, what are you doing? Like, let's go. And we just laughed. Cause like, oh, it was like this way that we could finally just be moms and be real and be real. Like, yeah, we're dealing with this. And it's crappy that our kids have autism, but we're just moms and they're still kids too. And it was so good to just be like, if you don't get out this door, <laughs> like, move. And we would just tell stories and just be like, this was really great. Thank you. Tracy, and we would talk about the scary stuff.
0: I, I think it's so great that you were able to find those individuals who allowed you to be you. And yeah. for you to be able to, because sometimes we just need to hear someone else say, I don't know what the hell to do right now. This is some crazy exactly. mess right yeah. now. Because and say it
1: and not feel like, how could you say that? You talking? It's an emotion, right. you know? Right. It's it's okay. We're still parents. It's still going to be frustrating. Our kids are still going to piss us off. Lord knows mine does, because he <laughs> makes a habit of it. Wait a minute. Let me just go. <laughs> right. like, he knows. And the one thing I found out, it's, it's what is crucial though, is finding a safe place. Because not every, even parents on the spectrum, I have found out, you can't be honest with everybody. I need that. And I, as I started advocating, I made a point to make sure that parents knew this is your safe place. If you need to leave anything out, let it out. If you're angry about anything, if you're angry at your child, if you're angry at the situation. It's okay, just like everybody else lets theirs out. And I think for me, it is so crucial um, because I'm a mom. I always target my moms. It's so crucial crucial for us to have this safe place, right? because we've seen in the news what happens when moms don't have safe places. And I know a lot of people, oh, that poor baby. And yes, that baby didn't ask for any of this, but neither did that mom. She deserved to have a safe place to have help so she could help her baby.
0: Right. So
1: she could be mentally and physically able to help her baby. And that has been kind of my mission right now is to make sure that our moms and dads want to jump on, but I'm a mom, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go towards the moms, that we have that safe place. I did this in my marriage and out of it by myself. And if I did not have those two women at a crucial time, I don't know how this situation would be. I honestly don't because I could go to them and say I'm scared. Um, I have a boy, my kid's six feet tall now, and I want to have a place Well, what happens if he wants to, you know, hit me, what am I going to do? He's huge. You know, I want to be able to have those conversations. Um, what if he wants to date? You know, what if I want to date again? You know, all these different things. I want us to be able to have a safe place to have conversations,
0: and that and, you, you were able oh, to find on. that safe space. And I know you had said you did therapy and all yeah. those things. And again, it, it was you that allowed yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to ask for help, which is a challenge yeah. for, for a lot of moms.
1: It's scary. It is really scary. I would, <laughs> my therapist would be like, really? But my, <laughs> I enjoy my time more with my girls than with my therapist, I still use my therapist because I still need tools, but it helps me to feel real when I'm with my girlfriends. Um, and to just let out all these different you know, things that we're going through, all of our kids are older and we think about um, life a little different. I'm older than the rest of them. I'm getting ready to be 53. And I also have my health conditions, which in 2015, I had a stroke and then I was diagnosed with progressive MS. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) great, now what? And there's that mentality. It's like, okay, the main prayer is like, I'll make a deal with you, Lord. I was like, either we both go together or we both go together, <laughs> it's like there's no in between. I can't leave my baby, I don't want my baby to leave me. But, um, I trust you if he has to leave because I know where he's going. I cannot leave because I don't know what's going to happen to my baby. And I have tons of people around, I have to, you know, I have my sister, have, but they're all way older than me, and I can't trust. That is probably the lingering thing that's always in my head. Yes. So it's, it's always been this great thing to just have that safe huddle. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, yes, therapy. Absolutely. Surely. But find those women that you can sit and be the most raw self with and no, no, someone's going to write that, mm-hmm, we're going to be watching you. No,
0: that's going to say, I understand. And Tracy, I wanted to get into, in your journey, there's, mm-hmm. and there's so much more. I mean, I could talk to you for like you know. <laughs> a lifetime. It doesn't help that I'm long. with it. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is very powerful. And uh, I think that... um the message that you're sending uh, and that a lot of women can relate to Mm -hmm. your authenticity, authenticity. And so what advice would you give other moms out there? I mean, there's so many levels to you because you've dealt with um, these medical issues and having a child with Mm -hmm. autism, having Mm -hmm. others tell you, your child ain't autistic, (laughs) right? Having to learn how to not suppress these feelings and and be able to accept them. What advice would you give?
1: Find your circle. If it's just two people. My circle is a little bit wider. Find your circle. And and once you find that circle and you trust that circle with everything, because that's who you're gonna be going to with everything. Um hold them for dear life. Uh, I think it's huge. It's so important to have those people that you can just go to and just cry, get angry, whatever you need to do, and know that someone's not going to look at you like, but they're the ones with autism, but I'm the one, I'm the caretaker. I need to have myself together. Um, it's crucial. It's so crucial. Don't be alone in it. Don't be alone in it. And if you're alone in it, you can find me. Don't be alone in it.
0: So find your circle. Find your hold circle. Hold on do not, tight.
1: Hold on tight. Do not go through this journey alone. Do not. Do not.
0: And if again, listeners, if you remember anything from this episode, do not, and you don't have to. And you don't have to. And you don't, don't have to go through this journey alone. There's, mm-hmm. there's enough with this journey. And- mm-hmm. You know, gift it to someone else. Give the 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 help, the need uh, mm-hmm. to someone else. And yeah. I quickly want to get into. um, I can't let you leave without talking about Little Elm Steam <laughs> Academy. That is not. <laughs> oh my today. goodness! That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell, us, tell us briefly about uh, Little Elm Steam Academy. Uh,
1: Little Steam Academy. I can't even talk anymore. Um. It came about a long time ago. I always knew I wanted to go build a school of my own um, because of my own schooling experience and what I learned from that and how I taught. And I knew I wanted to teach children how they learn. And then once I saw my son's journey and I eventually pulled him out, I knew I wanted to build a school. And I wanted a school with low ratio and I wanted to be able to have children of all learning abilities that I could do honestly and enjoy life and learn and have fun. And we've been open seven years now and I have children on the spectrum. I have children with dyslexia. I have children with anxiety. I have pretty much everything. And it is, it has been a joy. It's, it's always a joy for me to, for people to trust you with their child. And I'm very honest about what I'll take. You know, there's been parents that's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'm not um classically trained <laughs> in special education. I'm a mom mm-hmm. and advocate. And I'll be honest with you. If I can't help you, I will help you find a place for your child. Um it's amazing. I love my school. I love that there is nobody like us. And I have an incredible group of kids and parents. It's—I don't even know. It would take me forever to really describe it. It's a magical place. Well, they're so and I'm—they
0: are so blessed to have you. And I was actually um, looking uh, on the in, in, Instagram page and just looking at what p- parents have said about Good. you. Oh my yeah. gosh, like just amazing yeah. things of what you do. And it also, I can see in your face that it brings you so much joy. It does.
1: So it joy. it does it really does and there's I don't know Lori am I doing this right and same thing with my kid am I doing this and you know he showed me yeah you are you're creating a safe space and that's what I want a safe place for parents and a safe place for our kids
0: just to learn so and how, be who they are how can we find you how can our listeners find the academy where can they go
1: we're in Little Elm Texas oh my gosh and uh, it's unfortunately growing. Um, <laughs> we are everywhere. we we just opened up our YouTube channel, which we're very excited about.
0: Okay. So we have videos
1: on there. So we're on there. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. My kids want to be on TikTok. You know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> They're all into that. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, we're everywhere and we're on a waiting list, which is awesome. We've always been on a waiting list and it's growing. I don't know where it's going to take us, but we are definitely doing the mission of just blessing and having a place for kids to just relax and be themselves. And that is
0: is so wonderful. And and I I know that it's going to keep growing. You're helping so many families, so many families. And uh, for our listeners in the show notes, you will Get direct um, information on how to find this academy. Yes, 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 we have a lot of moms from Texas who could oh, definitely good. like benefit from what you've gifted. Oh, wonderful! You I know, would love that. Yeah. I'd love to talk to I, as you can see. I- <laughs> I, I, yes, and I, 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 um, I just think it's great that we can turn our pain into a gift for someone else, right? It's absolutely, amazing. So, absolutely. That's what I it's about. Really see, I don't know. Everybody remember the beginning of the episode and I was telling you about Tracy, like, you know, did I tell the truth? Did I tell the truth? Okay. But Tracy, thank you so much for coming thank on you. this podcast. It's we, a pleasure. Appreciate you. we appreciate you. And thank so you. for our listeners, mm-hmm. I, again, I am so sure that you've taken away so many um, gems from Miss Tracy. I'm calling Miss Tracy. And, <laughs> you know, what I've learned through you, Tracy, is that it's okay to feel what you feel mm-hmm. and that, you know, we all have emotional pain and yeah. there are times where we're emotionally fragile, but don't be afraid of looking weak. Right? right. And sometimes we come from families where there's a certain message of that. You have to be mm-hmm. strong or you can't right. share your feelings and, and know mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be your so- story. It doesn't have to be right. your story. Right. So I, I also just want to quickly talk about the beautiful beautiful mess effect. The beautiful mess effect, which a lot of times others view our vulnerability more positively than we do. So if you're shying away for from asking for help or being vulnerable or sharing your feelings, just know that others they don't see it as weak. They see it as courageous. So make sure you find somebody, your circle, hold on tight to that circle because you don't have to do this alone, just like Tracy said. And so as always, listen, you better stay fierce, stay determined and stay courageous because Tracy, Tracy does this every day. So I'll see you next week. And I love you, Tracy. Oh,
1: love to you too. Thank you.
0: (laughs) See you next week, everyone. Guess what, ladies? The excitement doesn't end here. We're always on the lookout for Badass Moms. So, if you or someone you know has a remarkable story to share, we wanna hear from you. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, simply visit our website at www.autismforbadassmoms.com and fill out that guest application form. We review each submission carefully and select guests who align with our show's objectives. Remember, this is your chance to share your badass journey, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity.